Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. So let's just talk about Relay real quick. If you haven't subscribed to Relay, head over there today. It's patreon.com forward slash Relay for some of the best and most interesting content on the internet next week. This time, that's right, next Monday, another edition of Book Club with Kara Goucher, Lindsay Hine, and Carolyn Sue. This week, or I shouldn't say this week, this month, they're going to be doing Running with the Buffaloes, one of my favorite all-time running books that chronicles the University of Colorado, and it was just absolutely a fantastic book, and... Adam Goucher, Kara's husband, is uh, prominently featured in that book. It came out a while ago, but it is so good. It's a hallmark of uh, the running book genre. So go over there, pick it up today, and join us for Book Club over on Relay. And if you're hearing this after that has already happened, we record all these things. We put them out as a podcast later on, so you can always enjoy it after the fact, even if you can't join the Book Club crew live. So that's patreon.com forward slash relay, nine bucks a month for just some of the best and most interesting content on the internet. I absolutely love it over there. I'm so happy and proud to be part of that team. So today, let's talk about getting ready for the winter months. Many of you uh, either are just finishing up marathons or maybe you're running CIM uh, later this week, but I'm sorry, later next week, I should say. Um, thanks, this is Thanksgiving week because when I'm recording this, a little frazzled from a, uh, a timeline and scheduling perspective, but basically marathon season is quickly, fall marathon season is quickly ending, um, which will lead us into the winter months. For many of us, the winter months mean some challenging weather conditions from uh, exercising outside standpoint or Maybe it's, hey, that's when you want to be outside. Maybe you love the snow. You love running in the cold. But either way, the winter months, you see a drastic decline in the amount of races that are run. There's certainly going to be the ones that are out there, but a, a significant decline. Just looking at the ones even around me. So I live in Rhode Island. In New England, you'll have you know some some will happen. Obviously, you'll have the turkey trots. You'll have a couple beginning of December. Um, and then you'll have the, the, you know, the polar bear challenge and stuff like that. Uh, those kinds of races on January 1st, but for the most part, you're basically going to be starting a three month time span, if not more, where races are not the hallmark of people's running schedules. It's certainly uh, much fewer options. So what does that mean for you as a runner? Okay. So there are some people who take that opportunity to say, okay, well, I'm just not going to be running as much. This is going to be my downtime. I'm just going to relax and stuff like that. And certainly we don't want anyone to feel like they are getting, being burnt out from running. That's not, that's not helpful in any way, shape or form. But for the overwhelming majority of people, just a few days off, maybe a week, week and a half, just like off, off. I mean, not running is all you need to kind of get the juices flowing again. But ultimately, these winter months are crucial if you want to continue to improve, right? We always say on here that consistency is key, right? It's not those big banger workouts that you do you know, once a month or once every six weeks where you hit just a completely hitting it out of the park, right? Those are fun. They're exciting. Lord knows I love them just as much, if not more than anybody else. But that's not really what gets you to the next level or the level up or the level up if you're trying to improve as a runner. And I think even people who are as um, as time-strapped as anyone who's listening to this show definitely want to improve as runners. I mean, consistency is the key part of that. So what do we need to be consistent with? Well, 
The fact of the matter is, is that our aerobic engine is the primary driver of all of our inter- of all of our running results. Okay, unless you're out there and you're doing a lot of track meets, 400s and 800 meter repeats. I'm sorry, 800, 400, 800 meter um, races. The aerobic engine is easily the most important thing, as long as you're also throwing in some surges and stuff like that, just to work on top end speed. Okay, so the winter months are a great opportunity to really focus and hone in on that aerobic engine, to really consistently build it up over time to set you to set you up for some race day results that you're going to be really happy with and continue to improve, right? I mean, obviously improvement is not a linear thing, right? And we all want it to be. We all want it to look at like, it's just, you know, that whole like 1% better every day kind of feel. And while that is a, a noteworthy and, and uplifting goal, from a race and running performance perspective, that's not how it works, right? So you can get better in various aspects of your life, as even your athletic life, uh, the whole 1% better every day, everything. Um, but it doesn't always translate to immediate running success that you can see on your Strava account, okay? So when it comes to how to utilize this time the best possible way, I think without question, the best thing to do is to improve your aerobic capacity which means that you're able to handle higher levels of running with less stress and then continue that cycle forward. So all of a sudden, you know, you're running, you know, say, I'll look at at myself, right? So there are times where running 40 miles a week was challenging and it was, it was a hard, it was hard, not just on my legs in terms of like handling the load, just on my aerobic system. Like I was tired all the time and stuff like that. And then I got used to it, right? My aerobic system continued to improve and to get better and handling the energy output and things like that. And all of a sudden 40 miles a week really wasn't that big of a deal anymore and stuff like that. So that's what we say when we say the aerobic system, being able to produce energy and handle the workload in a way that is sustainable and something that continue to improve over time. So winter months. So let's talk about it. So once we've, you know, either decompressed or maybe use the fall season to springboard us into the winter, I think it's important to not only keep running, but, when we're talking about building up our aerobic system, we that kind of means maybe taking a step back a little bit from the quality sessions. Not you know in terms of the the overall you know um, not that we want to take them out of our program because we don't because we do want to work on our high end speed, but maybe we want to just take a step back just because if we're going to in, try to increase quantity within the aerobic system, we can't increase the quality sessions as well the workouts i mean and at the same time because then you're kind of increasing both at the same time it's not completely sustainable especially if you're kind of ramping both of them up okay so if you're saying going from averaging i'm just gonna use whole numbers here maybe averaging 40 miles a week something that you've been doing for a while and you say you know what i want to be in the 50s great that's awesome right if you can handle it and it works with your time schedule let's do it okay Let's do that. However, let's make sure that we're not also increasing the um, the duration and the speed of our quality sessions at the same time, because that means we're improving. They're not improving. I mean, we're increasing a lot of things at the same time. It's going to really tax us from a recovery perspective. And if you're someone on here who has a family and you have the holiday season coming up, like you're going to have a lot of stresses going on already. All right. So not just athletic stress. So it's important not to put too much on your plate at one time. All right. So say we want to improve just the qual the quantity of exercise that we're doing with an eye towards building our aerobic system to lay the foundation to set us up for even better race results in 2023. Okay. Now, 
That can happen with running, obviously, right? We just talked about raising it from 40 miles a week to 50 miles a week. Maybe that means, you know, you know, one more mile per day on your easy runs, maybe one to three miles more per day on your on your long runs. And the, the math can come out uh, pretty quickly in terms of averaging, you know, just 10 more miles a week. If you spread it out over the majority of your days, it, it's not that big of a math problem. Okay. However, in the winter, obviously, the weather is going to be an issue for some of you, right? Or whether it's it's not like, hey, it's icy, I can't run outside. Some of you just might not want to run, run in the cold, okay? I I posit that running in the winter is easier than running in the summer. So if you ran all summer, you can definitely run in the winter as long as it's not icy. Um, that can that provides a different challenge, and we can talk about that on a different day. But if you dress appropriately after the first mile, you're going to feel warm. You just are, right? As opposed to the summer where the first mile is kind of the best one, and all of a sudden you're overheating, and every mile after that can be even more and more challenging. So if you are reticent to run in the cold, just give it a try. If you buy the right gear and you know how to layer it, I think you're going to be just fine, okay? But you may just say, you know what, Matt? That's just not my style. Okay, that's fine. You may have a treadmill. You may go to Planet Fitness, right? You may say, hey, spend that $10 a month and hop on that treadmill, Planet Fitness. That's also a really good option. In addition, if we're talking about building your aerobic base, this is a key thing here. Cross training is an absolutely fantastic way doing this. Okay. Now, you don't want to be only cross training. You want to be only jumping on the bike or only hopping on the elliptical. But this is a great way to build the aerobic system because the aerobic system is not simply tied to the sport that you are doing. Okay. This is, a, this is at the cellular level. Okay, this is that, you know, in your respiratory system as well. So you're really talking about handling exercise, any kind of exercise at a easy to slightly moderate intensity for an extended period of time. So this could mean, hey, one, two, even three days a week hopping on the elliptical or the bike. And again, going to that easy to slightly moderate pacing. And getting in, whether it's you're counting miles or whether you're counting time, I think that's absolutely doable. It could also change up things, right? You can say, hey, I just, I just, I don't want to run six days a week right now. Like I just, I'm kind of bored with it. I just want to shift during the winter to something else. Fine, do it. Do one day on the elliptical, do one or two days on the bike and do the rest of the days uh, that you're, um, you know, say you're taking one day off a week. So it's six days of exercise. Maybe you're running three days hopping on the bike for two days and hopping on the elliptical for one, right? That is a really good way of doing it, right? So all of a sudden you're doing all those things and you're putting in an hour to a little bit more than that per day with maybe one longer day in there as well. That is a really efficient and easy way, easy, but a useful way of continuing to build your aerobic base and not merely relying on running. Now, I prefer running, okay? So for me, Doing the cross training is something that if I'm coming back from injury, I'm psyched about, right? It's like, hey, I'm back to doing cross training. I'm not just sitting on the couch anymore. This is fantastic. But if I'm healthy, I kind of take a little bit of a different tact to cross training. I'm just not that into it. I just, I prefer not to do it, right? So I don't have a bike or it's cold home. So all of a sudden I'm at um, Planet Fitness. So for me, I would just prefer not to be there. So I would prefer to run. But that's not everybody. But I don't want you to think simply because you're hopping on the bike or hopping on elliptical that you're doing anything worse in terms of building your aerobic system. Now, you still want to throw in surges. You still want to do your strides, whether it's on flat ground or hill strides a couple times a week, right? That it helps you with your high end, high end output 
which is very, very important. We've talked on this podcast many times that if, that if your high-end aerobic output, high-end, I'm sorry, speed output continues to diminish, especially as a master's runner, uh, for, my, for my master's runners out there, that's going to affect everything else. So you want to keep that, but it doesn't take a lot of time to do that, okay? You can keep that with just five to 10 minutes a week with useful strides and a couple surges here and there. And you can keep that going. Okay. Especially if you're continuing to, to incorporate uh, some, some form of strength training into your system. So you're, you're going to be fine with that. Now to the people who have already done a ton of work and maybe they're already in like the high fifties for mileage per week or mid fifties for mileage per week, we're all sitting there like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of already doing like my runs are already 75 to maybe even 80 minutes at a time. I mean, that's an extensive workload. That's fantastic. And you're obviously doing some really good things over a long period of time. This is potentially an interesting time to throw in doubles. Now, we don't want to be running more than 90 minutes at a time for, for just single runs, unless it's a long run. So we don't want to be like, hey, we're running you know four times a week for two hours, right? That's just, it's a lot. It's a lot on your system. And I'm a huge proponent of runs that hit the two hour mark. I think it just changes how your body handles a lot of different things. But those changes are there for a reason, and it's a ton of stress to put on. So say you're somebody who already is in that 75 to maybe 85-minute range with your daily runs, okay? And you're saying, hey, listen to Matt. He said, this is a great time to improve, not to, to improve, again, to increase my weekly output in an effort to improve my aerobic capacity, okay? This is potentially a great time to do doubles, especially non-weight-bearing doubles. So throwing in the bike or the elliptical, or even the swim. But I think you know, the bike and elliptical probably is a, um, an easier way of doing it for a lot of people uh, for an additional 30 to 45 minutes a day. Now, this is a great way of doing it. Also, if you have a treadmill, uh, this is another way of doing it, it's throwing it on there. Um, by doing, say, two to three times a week, hopping in for another 30 minutes to 45 minutes on the elliptical or the bike, you're getting in more aerobic work. In addition to that, you're doing it in a way that's not going to increase the load on your legs. Obviously, these are non, for the most part, are, are non-impact um, entities, especially if you're going at the easy to slightly moderate uh, pacing. That will allow you to get another hour and a half, two and a half hours per week of aerobic development, which maybe for one week doesn't mean all that much. But if you stretch that out to a couple months at a time, it could mean a lot. All right. That's, that's a huge thing. If you think about, um, it's so easy to get siloed into our own, our own sport, but think about triathletes, right? I think this is a huge thing for them. They might only be running again. I'm talking about like Ironman triathletes, people who are putting in a ton of time and expect to be running marathons at the end of already putting out five, six, seven hours of work at race day. Those folks are it's not like they're running 12 hours a week. They, they don't have that time for that because they're going to be on the bike for 20 hours a week and they're going to be in the pool for 10 hours a week, okay? So they're running six to eight hours a week, okay? But their aerobic systems are firing on all cylinders because they're spending all this time in the pool and, and even more time, much more time on the bike, all right? So it allows you to, to really, really enhance your aerobic system and to do it in a way that's sustainable, okay? Because by hopping on the bike or the elliptical in this case, Again, you're not getting those impact forces on your legs, all right? It's allowing your aerobic system to continue to work, but doing so in a way that's not going to break you down. And that's exactly what we want. We don't want to come out of the, the winter season feeling like we need to recover 
from our aerobic build. That is the exact opposite. We want to be firing all cylinders, ready to say, okay, my aerobic system is really working. I had a great winter. I wasn't focusing on speed at the time. I was really building up my strength in terms of handling bigger weeks. Now let's layer in some, some peppier stuff, some faster races, right? And that can mean a variety of things depending on how long your races are, right? So if you're an ultra runner, a faster race may be a 20K, right? If you're more of a half marathon person, the faster race may be a 5K. And that's great for, for, for both sides of it. But I think layering in those speed stimuli into the spring after coming out of this big aerobic build, especially considering for my North American friends, the weather conditions, you know, especially if you're in Minnesota, you're in Canada, you're in Maine, right? All of a sudden you're stuck inside. You're like, oh, well, how am I getting better as an athlete? There's a, there's a lot of ways to get better as an athlete. Don't sell yourself short. You can do amazing things right now to really build up what you should not, what you should try to avoid really should try to avoid is getting on this cycle of, okay, I worked hard for eight months, for nine months. Okay. And now, you know, the next few months, I'm just going to take a step back, take a step back from my athletics. Um, you know, the, 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 the Christmas time is here. We got Thanksgiving and then we have a couple of birthdays and, and then I'll kind of get back into it in February. Again, I've been there. I know exactly how that feels. I know exactly why you would do that. And I'm, Hey, I'm not trying to tell people what to do. I will just say this. As someone who has lived that life, the vast majority of years that I've done this, I regret it almost every time because I have suffered as an athlete because of it. And you find you just end up getting on this cycle of not being able to capitalize on the work that you've done. And every year you're starting from scratch and you're not doing this consistent year on year in build that will ultimately get you where you want to go. So thank you so much for listening. If you are looking for a coach this winter, I'm taking on new athletes. I work with McCurdy Trained, the biggest and best online coaching service in the country. Hit me up. I would love to coach you to help you get to some of the places that you want to get to as an athlete. Thank you so much for listening and happy running.